Jason David Frank, Tommy Oliver, the Green Ranger, or the Green Ranger, the White Ranger, you were a Red Ranger at some point in time. Yes. Uh, you were a five film, right? Yeah, five film. See, yeah. I know my I know my trivia. Yeah. <laughs> but uh you're obviously at pretty much every con there is. Um you know, you got your MMA, you you know, you did the movie last you got that orange movie coming up. Yeah, it's going to be filming in January, and we just don't know the script yet. Yes. Okay. But, I mean, like, you're just always on. Like, do you find that, like, you, it's too much, or do right, no, you feel man, like it's like, easy? Or... No, it's, it's definitely not easy on relationships, man. I tell you that. You know, like, everyone that's involved in me probably can't handle it, but I can. Like, I, I know I can. For me, I can, like, take this on, and I know how to deal with it, but I think people around me, like friends or other people, it's too much for them. But ultimately, it's not them, it's me. Like, I don't care if it's too much for them. Like, I'm the one doing it. Right. Man, so, um, but yeah, it, it gets hard sometimes, but to be honest, like, I love interacting with fans and all that stuff. You know, so, I don't know how long I'm gonna make the Hulk wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's, a, it's just trying to keep balance. Yeah, um, and uh, you see a lot, a lot of people try to get away from the stuff they did when they were younger. I mean, obviously, powering is a really big thing, but uh, you just embrace it. You're 100 yeah. behind it. I mean, you have a good relationship with uh, with Spawn yeah. and all that. I mean, how do you feel about the people just like get away with it? Or why did you choose to stick with it? Dude, I just stayed with it for 20 years. And now, like, all the reboots and all these cons, and people see stuff and people see money, they all come out of you know, That's how I feel. It's like, I mean, where where were all those people 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago when I went back to the show? Five years ago when these cons were nothing. Like, I've been there. So people look at me and they wonder, like, why I have the biggest lines that like, most celebrities is because I built my fan base truly from the heart for the last 20 years. And I embraced who I was regardless of who was one fan here. I didn't embrace it because, like, now it's going to be popular. And that's why I'm in the way that I'm in with everyone. And now with the reboots and all that stuff, it's just, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I look sometimes at cons and I, 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 there's so many different rangers, like, popping up everywhere. And I'm like, man, I haven't seen them. Like, and it's cool. Maybe it's a chance for them to go out and interact with fans. But this is not my job. Like, at the table, you can buy stuff, but you don't have to buy stuff. I don't care. I get your stuff out all the time. I don't want this to be my job. That's how I deal with it. The minute it's my job, then I'm probably going to get overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I mean, you definitely got to love what you're doing. Uh, yeah. to get to get it done. But uh, don't take up any more of your time. I know you're super busy. Thank you very Thank you, much. Man. I appreciate it. All right. Man, our production quality well. was way better back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I um man, it's um it is it, it's been a week like I, I, one, I can't believe GalaxyCon is four days away where we get to go and enjoy that. But two, you know, we've lost two guests that were supposed to be at GalaxyCon. Um, Kevin Conroy, now Jason David Frank. And um, I don't know if Max is joining us. I know he really wanted to come on here and say some stuff, but they just got back from vacation. But um, Max and I have been fan of Jason David Frank since we were in fifth grade when Power Rangers started. Uh, almost instantaneous. We uh, we absolutely just loved the character. He was a hero to both of us. 
um, from the moment he stepped forth as the villain on Power Rangers to becoming one of the most recognized faces in the Power Rangers franchise. And we were lucky enough to meet him a handful of times. And they say never meet your heroes, but so far I've been blessed in all of the Comic-Con experiences we've had. But nobody, and I, I've met a lot of celebrities, I've done a lot of cons, nobody engaged with their fans the way Jason Frank did. And I... I knew like how popular he was amongst the con circuit, amongst the Power Rangers circuit, but I don't think I really fully understood it until his passing because all my Twitter feed and all my Facebook and all of my YouTube was all people just, you know, reaching out with condolences or showing the respect because this man put in a lot of time to his fans. He, he always made himself available. He always left behind autographs. And I know you could say, you know, you doing that to make money. Yeah, but there's an extent. And then, he, he he trust me when i say that when you met him he made you feel like you were just as important as he was to be there and i there's been a lot of footage and videos like he literally had done a con the day before he passed away so there's like a video of him saying bye to the black ranger that just had me in tears because it's like the last time those two got to talk um amy joe johnson posted a video and that wrecked me uh this they, I was shocked when I found this out because, again, I met the guy. He seemed like such a happy guy, but you never know, you know, what's inside somebody's soul. So just enjoy every moment of every minute with the people that you love because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. And um, I was just heartbroken when I heard the news. And, you know, we didn't really touch too much on this podcast for Kevin Conroy. You can go check out um, the Vic Chats back to the Batcave. But – um I just, Jason Frank, man, I, Mike drew me a picture of him on a cover of a comic book. Like I respected this man thoroughly and it's just been something that's just shook me because uh, Max Amit and I, we went to a con before we started the podcast, the three of us went to Columbus Comic Con. Jason Frank was going to be there. And I think meeting him was the thing that allowed me to embrace fully being the nerd that I am on the inside because Shortly after that, we started talking about um, doing a podcast, and then within a few months, we were doing one, and I just, the impact this guy's had on my life, it's just, I, I, I'm at a loss for words. I was in tears last weekend. I know exactly how Mike felt when Kevin Conroy died now. Like, it, it's, it's something that's going to be with me for a while, because it's just out of nowhere. Like, I, I didn't believe it. Like, I originally posted a photo, a post saying, rest in peace, and then I wasn't seeing any news sites reporting on it. It was just like friends and family on Facebook. And I'm like, well, maybe nothing's happened yet. Like maybe, you know, a friend got the wrong information and put it out there. But, you know, unfortunately, Jason Frank died of suicide last week. And my thoughts and prayers are with his family and friends, just everybody. I, it's sad. Very, very sad. Yeah. Um, and also, I think, yeah, it is, it is probably due to that, too, because, you know, 49 years old, like, absolutely, like, I wasn't ready for Kevin Conroy at 66, but <clears throat> the circumstances with regards to, like, still being that young and, you know, the tragic, you know, and senseless nature of that absolutely can kind of take its toll on, on you if it's someone that you develop a fondness for and uh care about sincerely um with regards to whether you're a fan or you're a family member like absolutely it's it's tragic it's just it's just really sad and yeah i saw some of the tribute i saw amy joe's uh 
a video and yeah it, i mean i know some of the background of the original show like there was there was some tension i guess not not between necessarily him but like just overall like i, I know that one of the rangers was kind of picked on and stuff like that um behind the scenes and stuff but i think that all ironed itself out like in the years to come and they all like really got close uh, you know even after the show so yeah um uh, david yost is the one you're referring to he yeah. got picked on a little bit for being gay and um i i was reading something about him and frank's relationship and it's because of he him getting picked on that they became so close because frank always had his back on set and uh i'm not a huge austin st john fan he's the guy who played the original red ranger because you know, he said some shitty stuff over the years about Frank, but um, watching his video on Facebook, I gained a lot more um, respect for him as a person because he didn't come on and say, yeah, I just lost one of my best friends. We were great, you know, co-stars. It was a great time. No, he was honest. He's like, look, we weren't good drinking friends, but, you know, the guy's family just lost their father. Like, this is horrible. And it, it's true. It's true. And one of the things that I saw online that made me just sick to my stomach was, he was in the middle of a divorce. Um, it's been reported that him and his wife had an argument in the hallway of the hotel a few hours before he passed. And just because two people are getting divorced does not mean that those two people don't love each other. And I've just seen so much hatred go towards his wife and blaming her for what happened. You guys don't know what happened behind closed doors. And to say that somebody didn't love somebody just because they were getting divorced is ignorant. Like, I... I still have a fondness for both of my ex-wives and I just buried one of them. So I can relate kind of to what she's going through. There's a lot of stuff, emotions that comes with that. So please stop bullying and trolling, especially when you yep. weren't there. You're not, and you're and first and foremost, as much as your fans, as I mentioned before, you're, you're not family. So it's like, this is something that stays between those people involved because they're family. And yeah, it it, it hurts that you lost, you know, a favorite and a childhood hero and stuff. But again, you gave the perspective of like, uh, no, it's like, this is peanuts compared to what a family's going through. So to be able to kind of keep that perspective is pretty important, I think. But I mean, that's, that's the thing too, is that we get caught up in the fandom of things and being fans of people and so forth that sometimes we don't see the woods for the trees. And, and I definitely felt that way you know a couple weeks ago with kevin's passing not not necessarily like oh there's someone to blame or anything but more along the lines of like you're just angry right when you're angry you lash out yeah yeah it's it's unfair and so forth but then i'm also like yeah it's unfair as a fan but imagine you know being his fan this guy's family or and so forth so and jason he struggled with depression for quite some time he talked about it with us one of the times we met him and like I said, he was just a nice guy. I mean, Mike was never a Power Rangers fan, but I'm pretty sure, Mike, you were a pretty big fan of him when you met him. Oh, yeah. Whenever I would watch Power Rangers, he was definitely the more interesting Power Ranger <laughs> to watch. Um, but also, yeah, when we were at the conventions, and I really didn't know much about Power Rangers history and so forth, but he, he always seemed like a very amicable guy, and that didn't seem to phase him that, oh, to, you know. Who's this person who's not a diehard fan who's welcoming of everybody? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. And he embraced it. Like, he embraced that he was a Power Ranger. Dude was a Power Ranger literally until the day he died. And uh, I, I respect that. Like, he was very, very, very about his fans. Um, Justin, did you watch Power Rangers? Oh, I did. He was by far the coolest Ranger. I mean, everyone liked the Green Ranger showing up and being the villain, right? And, like, and have that twist of him being a, a good guy at some point or being was a mind controlled. 
Was that something yeah. like that? Yeah, he was uh, he was on Power Rangers all the time. I know, I know. <laughs> but it was just so much fun. He's the quintessential Power Ranger. If I think of Power Rangers, I think of him, right? Like if you think of that show and just right. you always see like if you have an image of a, a person that that of a ranger, that's definitely him. And I know. Um it's kind of all I know him from, but I, I know that it's it's a big loss and it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, and um, uh, he, the dude had a lot of charm too. Like I could tell that just from mm -hmm. you know spending what was it five minutes just hanging out with him with you guys and stuff. But like you can tell it in a lot of the product that came out. The fact that he was becoming like a fan favorite, you know, in just the introduction of his character, like that says something not just to probably the writing or the characterization, but also a lot to him as the performer and. Like, when I saw the Power Rangers reboot movie, like, I had a feeling we were going to have cameos, but <laughs> the instant him and Amy Joe show up on the screen as, like, bystanders, I'm like, okay, this is supposed to be a shot with just, like, extras, but you can tell who's been, who's worked on TV before. You can tell, like, <laughs> <laughs> who's got the chops, because, you know, not only is the focus just on him, but, like, he's got a little bit more engagement and awe and investment than the background extras around him and Amy Joe. so it's like... I was like, oh, there you are. There you are, JDF. <laughs> yeah, Andy got the uh, the biggest round of applause when he popped up as a cameo in that movie. Like, the crowd just went wild. And that was a good I, – I like that reboot of Power Rangers. Shame we didn't get to explore it more because oh, yeah, the casting yeah. was great. I, I like what – and that's what – it didn't make me a fan, but that's that, that was what kind of tuned me into it, being like, oh, I get what this is about now. The way they exemplified the teenagers with attitude this time around. I, I'm like, oh, it's like uh, – it's breakfast clubbish. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but um, yeah, rest in peace, uh, Jason Frank. We all appreciate you and we'll miss you. And when I'm at GalaxyCon this weekend, I will definitely have this huge uh, memory of you as I'm walking in the halls and just seeing, because you were the best with your fans. And a lot of people, you know, you can tell those that are there for the money and those that are there because they genuinely want to be. And you were just one of those great ones, man. Uh, rest in peace uh, from... All of us at the Three Geeks podcast. I know Max has some stuff he wants to say, so maybe next week we'll get his thoughts. But um, that is that. Uh, I've been watching Wednesday. Like I don't know how to transition, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been watching Wednesday. Wednesday on Netflix is great so far. When you said in the chat that you were almost done with Wednesday, I was like, I, I didn't realize what you were talking about at first, and I'm just like, Hump Day. Well, yeah, I get it, man. I mean, I totally get it. I'm I'm almost done with Wednesday. I'm too. over that Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday suck. No, the show's great. Um, so far, I really like Jenna Ortega as an actress. I first saw her in Scream Five, and I'm excited to see what else she does with her career. Um, Luis Guzman. Everybody that was bitching about Luis Guzman as a uh, um, Gomez needs to calm down because he is freaking great in the show. Either one of you guys catch Wednesday yet? I haven't yeah. seen it. But I've heard yeah, good yeah. things. And yeah, I've heard like him and uh, Catherine Zeta Jones are really good as Morticia and Gomez. And I think, uh, what was it? A lot of people were so, just had Raul Julia stuck in their head as quintessential Gomez, which I love Raul Julia's Gomez as well. But like, this is definitely a more newspaper strip accurate type of Gomez from what I gather, not just in terms of behavior, but in terms of look. Because like, Gomez is supposed to be a little bit more heavy set. Yeah, even in the, the new cartoon animated movies, I think he looked more like uh, Luis than he did Raul and the other guy who played him back in the 70s, which I'm blanking on the name right now. But um, 
Yeah, it's fun. I'm not a Tim Burton fan either, guys. So Tim Burton's got me with this one. I didn't even know he directed it until episode five, and I looked it up, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's the showrunner of the show. So it's it's good. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. Mike watched The Devil in Ohio, which I watched, and we're not too far off with each other, only I didn't find it a chore to watch it. It's just I was very underwhelmed was, the whole time I was watching. Yeah, it. that was my main thing is that, well, first of all, I was like, there's no reason for this to be, I think, what was it, seven episodes? Oh, no, it could have been like a short movie. And also <laughs> what, what aggravated me was that the twist was given away at the end of the first episode. I was just like, oh, OK, so this is going to happen at the very end. It's going to be re- revealed at the very end, at least. But I'm just like, why is everyone touting the line of like, <laughs> is this person actually kind of evil or not? And I'm like, she's a terrible, this, she, I love Emily Deschanel, but she's a terrible psychiatrist or therapist <laughs> in this movie. She's or in a this terrible show. mother in this movie too. Yeah, I was like, a lot of this, people, again, it, it's one of the frustrating things is when the drama just spurs on from the fact that like, okay, this all could be resolved with very simple conversations. It's not as though like, oh, there's like major emotional walls built up around people like it's just these are teenagers going through teenage things and it's very simple like communication stuff i mean i kind of get it where it's like oh yeah she was dealing with some emotional things in her past but those never really came to the forefront of anything really until the very end where they're like we have to draw parallels between her and may like that's the only time those things started manifesting of why possibly she's not on her game with this particular case but those showed up conveniently for the sake of drama. And I was just like, I'm not getting it. And also, I was also like, I love that this is a section of Ohio where turn the corner and it's suburbs, but then turn another corner and it's immediately farmland. Like, (laughs) yeah, I'm sure we got those towns out there somewhere, but (laughs) if you go far enough out of Columbus, you're definitely going to get it too. There's a lot of plot points that um, they should have done differently. It wouldn't have made the show any better, but like I thought that we were going to find out that she was part of the same group that she was from, and she had escaped when she was younger. Yeah. Um, Who ditches their kids for a girl they just met like a few months ago? (laughs) Like, oh my god, that's awful. Yep, yep. And also, I was like, there's more to this sacrifice story than what it means i'm like she because again they gave away at the end of the first episode like oh she's she's playing this up for her own benefit like she (laughs) she is exactly where she wants to be and is not in any real peril it's more about like manipulating the situation to get what she wants in the end and surprise surprise no one sees through that or at least when they see through that they're just like she's just weird and then immediately right. dismiss. That was the other thing I said in my post. I'm like, if I was surrounded by show tune singing kids, pretentious high school photographers, and all that OSU apparel, I, I'd probably pray to Satan too. Like, because <laughs> I'm from, I'm from Columbus, so I, believe me, I, I was getting like Vietnam. Like, oh my god, look at all the jerseys. Like that was destroyed. Yeah. Like we are Ohio. <laughs> you know, it's definitely cultish for sure. Worse than po- political um, debates online is now for the next year we have to listen to Ohioans cry because we lost to Michigan. Like that is the only reason I wanted the Buckeyes to win because I, I could care less about sports. I just don't want to hear about it for a year. And now we're going to hear about it for a year, and this poor coach is going to get fired because he couldn't beat Michigan. And oh, you're I, not going to have Scott on here for a while to talk about Star Trek because he'll be beside himself about OSU apparently. So. <laughs> Scott would like Strange New Worlds. I started it, and it's a very 
that's very Star Trek. That's what you'd expect out of Star Trek. So that, was, that was another fun thing from the chat last night was I saw you say like, you, got, you guys wanted to just do the cast tonight? Or, and he's just like, I'm, I don't even have a voice after the OSU game. Like... <laughs> oh, man. But um, I have not watched Guardians of the Galaxy yet. But Mike, uh, how was it? Are you ready? Surprise. It's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, Justin, he does not say I don't uh, say it's okay. okay. I he say it, fine. it's perfectly <laughs> fine. It's no, I mean I was I was like the Guardian stuff. It, the Guardians movies have always kind of stood out to me as being the really I, I think high quality of Marvel stuff because it seems like they have a lot more creative liberty than a lot of the other uh a lot of the other movies part of that might just be because james gunn advocates so hard for his vision probably but also because like the guardians for the most part don't get intermingled too much in everyone else's adventures like up until infinity where they were not showing up in avengers and things like that so but i i like the holiday special it, it was a nice 45 minute thing and uh, I, they could have done a little bit more with the meta stuff and Kevin Bacon, because, I mean, you see it in the promote. Kevin Bacon is there as himself, but they don't really do too much with it, other than just, like, he's the MacGuffin, he's what everyone's trying to get to. Um, but, no, it was cool. I like I like the music in it. Quite, I mean, James Gunn always picks, like, quality tracks and music. There's a really cool... Uh, intro song that this band dressed up like space aliens does at the beginning that was like oh, this is actually i think it was written for this special and it's like oh this is a really fun uh christmasy song but there, then there's a lot of like good emotions too batista and palm how do you say her last name palm clementif or something like that uh mantis and drax are the main focus and they both are like still like good comedic duo so yeah. Awesome, man. I can't wait. Paul says, I can't wait to watch it. Hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. I did, man. I did. It was very relaxing. Uh, my daughter convinced me that we should dress together alike to go to a Thanksgiving di uh, dinner, and we did. And then we decided to go shopping, and she had forgotten we were still looking alike. So we were walking aisles in public, and she got very embarrassed. I snapped a photo because, you know, dads do that, and it was fun. But, um, yeah, I can't wait to check out Guardians. And actually, man, for the first time in a long time, I'm very excited about the future of DC as a studio with James Gunn behind the the story and, you know, kind of being their Feige, their guy to lead it into the next stage. I, I, I'm I super excited because, you know, he worked with Feige directly on a lot of things. So the fact that we get to see James Gunn's DC universe come to life and so far his DC universe stuff has been a lot of fun. Hey, who's the other guy? It's him and someone else. Or they're like co-heads, right? Yeah, uh, I'm checking. But no, I think that I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I'm. It definitely feels as though like that's something DC's been lacking in with regards to uh, competing with Marvel is having someone just have a clear cut vision of what they want to do, as opposed to just a grab all of like let's see what works. So yeah, that, that mm -hmm. that's cool. They have someone who can kind of focus in on that specifically. Like, I knew for a while a lot of people really wanted it to be Snyder's thing, but then at that point, you know, he doesn't want anything to do with it outside of finishing his his own vision of Justice League, certainly. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I just, I'm curious to see what they pull together. Uh, it's uh, P Peter Saffron. Peter Saffron. Okay, I don't know. F Pete, Pete and James just find a way to leak Batgirl. 
because I'm really curious to see that because I want to oh. see I want to see Brendan Fraser do some villainous stuff. They've mentioned a few times that they're not allowed to make money off of Batgirl. Like they've used a specific amount of words, so it, that movie's going to get leaked somewhere. Uh, that that encourages me to come back to conventions so I can find bootlegs. <laughs> right? Um, you watch anything fun, Justin? You muted Justin. He's just talking, talking to there. Yeah. One second. I will say this. Uh, so Bob Iger came back to Disney temporarily. Uh, yeah, I saw that too. Temporarily? Yeah. Hmm. To, until they find another replacement. But uh, the rumor is he's back to sell to Apple and uh, that he's going to get rid of Kathleen Kennedy, which I am excited about the Kathleen Kennedy thing because I don't think she's done Star Wars justice. I think if anything, John Favreau has done more for Star Wars in the Disney era than, than she did. But um, And <laughs> Disney going to Apple is like... My, it made my head explode because... I didn't know like Disney was bigger than Apple. Like I know there's Disney money and there's Apple money, but I didn't realize that there was a difference between the a two difference, that yeah. Apple Did, could is just acquire. Yep, we yeah. can hear you. Oh yeah, you sound beautiful. I love your Christmas cool. sweater. Thanks. It's aliens. I got it from my little Christmas party coming up for work. <laughs> you watch anything fun, Justin? Uh, I, I did watch part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't get all the way through it. The Kevin Bacon stuff cracked me up to the to when I first watched it. Um. I watch, oh, there's a new, like, Clue-esque movie, and I forget the name of it, on, um... Glass Onion? No, it's on, like, uh, HBO Max, I think. Okay. It's, uh, hang on, let me find it. Um, I'd like to check, uh, I love those kind of movies, that's why I can't wait to go see the new Knives Out movie. Uh, we uh, Paul's got a comment while Justin looks that up. Sounds like a dope Thanksgiving. I will be watching Guardians right after this cast. I'll probably be watching it today as well. I like to watch him with uh, the boy, Tony. So and he's here right now. He's excited to check out the new P5 that we have. He's waiting for me to play God of War. Yeah. I know I was asking you guys like anything about the, what was it? the Frontiers, Sonic Frontiers game, and I just was like, you know what? I'm gonna just buy the classic Sonic compilation that's available for like 20 bucks, because I'm like, maybe I don't need open-world Sonic, but I definitely need some old-school Sonic, so I was like... Uh, man, it's like 30 bucks all weekend yeah. at um, Target and Walmart. Hmm. Well, maybe, we'll see. Maybe I'll get like the Xbox One version or something like that, but I was just like, eh, I'm in the mood for old-school now. <laughs> Justin is still fact checking. I, um, I know. I'm trying to find that stupid movie. Well, <laughs> I, I liked it. it. What I was it off new... again? Not so. Um, oh, HBO I, is that thing. I think I think it was on HBO. Um, it was like a whodunit. Like it, it's based off of like uh, someone someone got killed, and there's a, a detective trying to figure it out, and it, it's making light of that type of story, and it's it's pretty fun. I don't know. I thought it was on HBO Max. It it was in theaters recently, but I don't think it. I think it transitioned to streaming now. But I am failing. Well, speaking of, I, I, I yeah, Thanksgiving. Oh, see how they run. That's what it is. Oh, see yeah, yeah, yeah. Run. I've heard of that. I, I didn't realize that's what it was, though. That's cool. My bad. But yeah, it's, it's basically a whodunit. It's fun. Cool. 
I, mean, I, I definitely oh. did a lot of binging of stuff on Thanksgiving. So yeah, it was Devil in Ohio, The Watcher, which is actually about some, a place that's right down the road from me. And Apollo is very close. <laughs> they <Yeah>. will run. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I see how they run. Yeah, so. And um, what else was there? Oh, right, the Cabinet of Curiosities, the Guillermo del Toro series was really good. I wanted to watch that. Is it good? Yeah, no, no, no. It's cool. Yeah. Like he brings in a bunch of like guest directors. Like you got the lady who directed the Babadook, Jennifer Kent, uh, Panos Cosmatos, who did Mandy, uh, directed an episode, and it's very Mandy-ish. Uh, you got some other people in there, but no, uh, it's really, it's really interesting. Like cool tales from the crypt vibes. Um, mm. Kate Micucci's really good in her episode. Rupert Grint, Ron Weasley's really good in his episode. His Boston accent is terrible, though, but he's British. <laughs> what do you expect? But, yeah, we can yeah. do. No, um, good. Before we get into the food, I uh, watched uh, Black Friday yesterday. Have you guys seen that with uh, Michael Jai White, Bruce Campbell, um, Devin Sawa? That no, takes place good? in like a Toys R Us. And uh, everybody's there Black Friday shopping. And the Black Friday shoppers become, start to become like possessed. It's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. Um, don't go into it expecting like an award-winning movie. It's a Bruce Campbell horror movie. Like you get what you pay for, and it's fantastic. I loved every second of it. A horror theme jingle all the way. Yeah, like uh, Mick from Scene Snob recommended it on his show, and I was like so excited to check it out. I loved it. I love that we took Thanksgiving to like basically catch up on Halloween yeah. stuff. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. Um, I I also watched Wendell and Wild, the uh, Key and Peel stop motion animated movie. That was that was really good too. Oh, nice, nice. Um, hello, George. Are you on tonight with uh, Perfect Ten? Uh, if you so, drop it below. Let us know what it is. Uh, so we're gonna talk our top five favorite Thanksgiving Day foods, and I'm very excited about this. Um, I'm not looking at traditional Thanksgiving Day foods. I'm looking at what I eat on Thanksgiving with my family. So. Uh, I do got to say, Justin, I want to thank you for telling me about Marco's Pizza because they were the only pizza place open on Thanksgiving. And <laughs> I wanted a late night snack and I ordered a pizza and made my dad very jealous because he couldn't good. find an open good. pizza place. I'm here to make father jealous. It's great. It's good, man. I, I love their cheese pizza. Like, I haven't had just a cheese pizza in a while, but they put like a whole combination of cheeses. Oh, it's fantastic. And guys, welcome to the Fat Guy Podcast where we talk food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number five is the traditional uh, green bean casserole. I love green bean casserole. It makes me very happy. It's roughly mine too. Uh, mine was mine was me green beans with bacon. So not okay. exactly a casserole, but like that whole that whole dish is mine. Yeah, anything with bacon, man. Anything with bacon. Yeah, it's solid. Very solid. As long as it's not turkey bacon, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> What's up with turkey bacon? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nah. What about you, Mike? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, for me, it was definitely just like straight up mac and cheese. Like, I, I don't mind having like just a really good like helping of mac and cheese, whether it's mixed in with other stuff or not. But yeah, mac and cheese. Oh, macaroni and cheese is like the perfect comfort food. Uh, we were talking about like, what we like to watch during movies. I, I eat mac and cheese sometimes when I'm sitting on the couch watching movies. Uh, George says, Perfect Ten is new tonight. Dream music duets with special guest, the music professor, Gary Winter. Uh, check that out, guys. Three Geeks podcast channel around 9 o'clock. 
And then Paul says honey ham, canned cranberry sauce, corn casserole, dark meat turkey, pumpkin pie. My oh. number four is what Mike's number five was. It is mac and cheese. Absolutely love mac and cheese. Um, if I have to pick between the two boxed mac and cheeses, Kraft or Velveeta, it's always Velveeta. I love their liquid fake cheese gold. They have tastes amazing. And then some homemade mac and cheese is good. Uh, Bob Evans has a good mac and cheese. But um, yeah, mac and cheese. Yeah, Buffalo mac and cheese has become a new favorite of mine recently. It's very good. It is very good. Um, I think my number four is going to be probably pumpkin pie. I like a good pumpkin pie. I guess you're probably, I've never had a sweet potato pie, but I imagine they're interchangeable in this. I've heard it's better. I've never had it. Never had it either. Pumpkin pie is uh, is solid. Uh, for me, uh, I'll have to go with uh, I, pumpkin pie. Has I like it, but it's never been like a favorite of mine at Thanksgiving. I don't know why, but like uh, apple cobbler definitely was. Oh, very good. That's a good call. Yeah. yeah, no, just some apple cobbler, a little scoop of vanilla on it. Perfect. Nice. Very good. Yeah. Uh, what's your, is that your number four, Mike? Okay. My number three, and George has it right here as his number four, it is mashed potatoes. Any kind of mashed potatoes. Throw a lot of cheese in there, throw butter in there. I don't care. I love mashed potatoes. I'm not really a gravy guy. I just like the mashed potatoes. Even the mashed potatoes that come in the box, like with the flakes that you can make into real mac and cheese, or mashed potatoes, I love that. Absolutely love that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's almost a perfect food. And, and I, I love the next day. Sometimes people make like those potato pancakes. I forget exactly what they're called offhand, but like you know, you take old mashed potatoes and you can make them into like almost like a flat. I don't know. People might remember what I'm talking about. If not, I'm crazy. But my family used to do that. They add some stuff in, then you can make almost like a pancake type of thing. You add more stuff to it. It's not just potatoes, but it's a great, uh, great secondary eating. Um, my turn. Sorry. Okay. Uh, my number three. Yep. I'm, yep. I'm just gonna say like, cause my my top two are gonna be varied and definitely outside the norm. Cause I haven't had a traditional Thanksgiving in like probably a decade or so. Cause I live on my own, and it's just a day to me. So, uh, what I would typically like though is like taking all the Thanksgiving leftovers and just putting them all into a sandwich, like the turkey, the cranberry, the stuffing a little bit of gravy and then you just put them on like a big like Kaiser roll or whatever and just reheat like that's perfect like left leftover Thanksgiving sandwich I like to call it so yeah nice. the next week after Thanksgiving is the best because you get like all the leftover stuff and it's very good uh my number three I think is uh that baked corn you know not just corn but like when it's almost like a casserole corn I love that some cheese on top a lot of butter very good. It sounds good. Yeah, well, it is. We all just drifting back into like a. I know. He just nostalgia, like <laughs> three days ago. We're not. We're not as adamant as we were in the previous food list. I think it's just because it's like this is making me honestly yeah, sleep. Like, can we wrap this up? I'm go food. <laughs> Man, I'm hungry now. Uh, my number two is also the corn uh, casserole thing. Uh, my grandma makes it, and I love it. It's like a cross between like a, almost like a pudding with, mixed with like mm -hmm. a cornbread. It's delicious, and I 
Oh, I'm so hungry now. I'm like, I know, I know. this was a mistake, like, Jason. This was a mistake. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out of leftovers. Where do I find this food? <laughs> That's funny. What about you, Justin? Two. Number two, um, is low hanging fruit, but the turkey, if you had some gravy with it, I think that's an important, like it is the dish, turkey or ham, the, the protein, but like if you do it wrong, you can really ruin it, right? Because a dry turkey is just no fun. That's where the gravy is important, but like, I, I don't know. It's an important aspect to my Thanksgiving. I know some people just transition out to ham or whatever, but I like, the, I like turkey and gravy a lot. We always just woke up, George. That's right. <laughs> You're welcome. And also, I'm hungover, so this is doubly fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My number two, because, again, I've been on my own for quite a few years now for Thanksgiving. So I just – I put a lot more effort more into the Thanksgiving Eve dinner than I do the actual Thanksgiving sometimes. So it's like – just because I got that energy, I'm done with work, so I just immediately, like, go to the grocery store and just find stuff I can cobble together. This year I made, like, uh, squid tubes and tentacles and, like, a lemon soy sauce – garlic paprika mix and it was like really really good i I had it with like hummus and pita bread and kale so that was really good Uh, a couple of years ago i did like uh like a salmon filet like prepared with like a little bit of parsley and so forth and like i I always lean more towards seafood like on thanksgiving eve so i was like that i yeah i put more effort into that than actual thanksgiving these days so yeah just like seafood thanksgiving eve stuff that's my number two it's a fun tra- tradition, though. Yeah, um, Paul says lemon soy sauce sounds great. Got to message me that recipe. Um, it does sound really good, Paul. I, I wish did. I had exact measurements for you, but I just like I was basically just chucking stuff in and seeing. Like, Emerald Lagasse did is bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My number one is ham. I'm not a huge turkey guy. Um, turkey has to be made like the right way for me to eat it and a lot of people make turkey dry and i just can't do dry turkey so uh it's ham i love ham i love pigs i love everything about the ham and i think it's one of the best meats ever ham pork chops bacon give it all to me on a sandwich and i'd be one happy camper so yeah it's ham it's always ham (laughs) it always comes back to ham (laughs) i want ham now So, yep, it goes with everything. Is it me or Mike? I forget. It's you, me. Sorry, uh, my number one to go over George is stuffing. Uh, I love uh, we have a good stuffing. It somebody, is like my favorite. Yeah. Somebody at work makes um, a White Castle stuffing. I was like, I want to try that. That sounds like a heart attack, but I would, I would, I would take a spoonful of it for sure. I don't know about <laughs> heart attack. It sounds more like uh, um, like um, uh, X-Lax. Like, <laughs> spending your Thanksgiving in a different position. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like it just runs right through you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a White Castle fan, so uh, yeah, I'm just like, okay, interesting take, sure. I am. I'm just not like I used to be. I used to love White Castle, and now it's either hit or miss. Did she just like emulsify? Like, did she just throw a bunch of burgers in like a blender and be like, stuffing? (laughs) I don't know, man. I want to try it. Me too. Little sliders in there. Yeah, just just bread there. It'll bread. Uh, Paul says just Gordon Ramsay that shit. I can respect that. I'm more like one of the cooks from Good Burgers. (laughs) 
Your Cal just fixing the slushy machine or that Slurpee machine, just like inside of it. <laughs> well, no, because he's also got like the uh, the Keenan's got the uh, secret sauce, right? Or something That's like that. Right. He makes the sauce so special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a uh, fun movie. We should do. Oh, that's fun. I, like that I do. I do remember little bits of it here and there. Mondo Burger. Man, that, I, I just realized. Do that at everyone. It was like Sinbad was yeah. in that. Ava Goda. I mean, Ava Goda was in everything <laughs> in the nineties. Uh, Carmen Electra was in it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I just realized that. Holy crap! Yeah. Right. Pull that all the stops. Uh, my number one. It's a full-on meal because uh, it's been my traditional Thanksgiving meal because it's easy to put together and everything. Uh, I, I get like either a porterhouse or a New York strip from the butcher. It's a really nice thick one. You know, uh, I, I pan grill it, uh, sear it to be like just rare. Then I get some like shiitake mushrooms and like brown them up a little bit then i get some either it'll be either zucchini or green beans and boil them and then serve that all up together with a little horseradish on the side and a nice pinot noir or merlot or something like that so we're going to mike's house for thanksgiving got it i'm not doing that for everyone else like that 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 costs an arm and a leg just for me <laughs> so, <laughs> no you, you'll enjoy your communal you don't have to worry about the money Mike we'll pay for our own ingredients (laughs) Uh, George says White Castle good going down nice and slow then even faster on the way out uh, yeah, sometimes you yeah. can't even finish a White Castle meal without having to step out which is weird because like it's it's a bite sized meal technically like if you just get one thing but it's like it's something yeah the last time I had White Castle I think (laughs) <laughs> I was also hungover there. Surprise, surprise. But also, it's like, are. I was just like, I can't. I can't commit to this. This is just, ugh. Um, yeah, George says, Mike, you're killing me. I'm starving. Well, Sorry. George, the good news is you can go to Bob Evans and get a lot of this food. They are not a sponsor. <laughs> However, if they want to sponsor us, we would love it. Yeah, I'd love email. to go down on the farm. 3 Podcast at gmail.com. We are on Hive now. At three geeks podcast. You're on the hive. So you're on. You're on the hive social as well. <laughs> yeah, Tim was on it, and he, I was like, "Oh, what the hell? I'll join. I mean, I've got four followers. I, I need to log it. I'll. I'll. We'll, we'll do that whole follow for a follow. I'll find you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Twitter is a mess. Well, oh, is I have like a Twitter junior. Yeah. yeah, I mean, at this point, like, I, I'm still using Twitter for to check in on stuff mainly, just because I'm already logged into it and so forth. But mm-hmm. like. The hive thing is just a good backup, just in case, just whenever, you know, the wind officially turns. Like I'm just like, okay, this is a good Bust backup. Start to blow it up. Yeah. It, I will say, like I'm I'm trying to be patient with it because I do understand like it's a it's a small I think two person operation, oh, uh, yeah. so it's like they don't have all the unique features or it doesn't run as smooth as Twitter does right now. But yeah, it's yeah, very very Twitter like. Yeah, yeah, it's very Twitter-ish. Gotcha. But it, it runs really slow because they haven't figured out how to incorporate it here on my Samsung. So, like, if you have an Apple phone, like, apparently it's, it's fine. It's fine, but, like, yeah, they're still trying to figure out, like, other other phones. Nice. Well, we've said it all, folks. Um, oh, my gosh. Podcast. Yeah. I, I, I do want to say, again, rest in peace to Jason David Frank, rest in peace to Kevin Conroy. You guys will both be on my mind this Saturday 
Uh, Max, Justin, and I will be live at GalaxyCon at 7.30 doing our panel. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, I think uh, Justin and I will be there for most of the day just walking around and hanging out and getting to know other fans and promoting the podcast. I plan on bringing the business cards this time, but it never works out very well for me. I always forget them. You got to... Well, maybe not business card, but like I know back when Never Ending Radical Dude was still a thing, Jason made up like pins and stuff like that. Like that could be a cool thing too. Be a good idea for sure. Uh, absolutely. So yeah, if you guys are in the Columbus area, come check out GalaxyCon. Look for us and um, say hi. But um, that's all we got for you. Follow us everywhere at Three Geeks Podcast, and we will see you guys next time. Oh, check out Mike's YouTube channel, <laughs> YouTube.com forward slash Mike McGee TV. I will officially just convert to being like a cooking show now. So that way, people. I mean, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> if you go. do a guest tester. Yeah, there you go. Guest tester. Yeah. <laughs> Super taster. That's right. There you go. We can have our own in house cook. That's great. I don't think that's what he wanted. I don't think that's what he Mike says he's cooking. Well, you guys are good. Oh, George, I'm throwing you out of here, George. You're no longer welcome on the show. <laughs> I will say that's one of the things I miss about Ohio is the Bob Evans. Like, there's nothing like that out here. So mm-hmm. it's not all bad, George. I used to work there. <laughs> Some of it's fresh. Um, and then Paul writes, "Y'all have a good day, gentlemen. You too, oh, my you friend. Too, you too. Uh, have some everybody leftovers. else, like, follow, subscribe, and we'll see you guys next time." Recycle your droids. Thank you. Thank you. Oh,